Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan, here with a hopefully fairly quick episode of Virtual Legality because a number of people brought to my attention a series of tweets and conversations happening on social media that hopefully I can give just a little bit of clarity to. On your screen right now is that main tweet from a Twitter account named Club Real, at Club Real, who says, I'd need to get more input from an actual lawyer, and I won't pretend I have any idea about any of this, but I think the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, just published a notice of effectiveness in regards to the Bethesda acquisition. After this tweet went out, and it went all across the internet and Reddit and the usual places, I started getting references from a lot of folks. And I mean a lot. People are excited about the Microsoft Bethesda merger, want to see whether it's coming to fruition right now. And I'm here to tell you that it might well be. I anticipate that it's pretty imminent, but that this isn't the silver bullet you were looking for. In order to talk about that, we need to understand what it is that Clabriel here found, why it's actually pretty good internet sleuthing and might be worthwhile to keep your eyes on in the near term, but this particular discovery doesn't say Bethesda is now a Microsoft company. So if we go and look at what Clabriel found, we see the Microsoft Edgar filings to the SEC. Edgar is just a government name for the electronic database in which you file SEC documents. And he found this document here at the top, effective as of yesterday, actually attempted to be filed by Microsoft on the 2nd of March, says notice of effectiveness doesn't say much else. You kind of have to dive in to what this does. But if you do dive in, you see the description of what the form that was approved, that was made effective by the SEC actually is. And that is form S-4, an S-4 form. Now, in order to kind of talk about that, we have to take yet another step back. And that's understanding what securities registration actually is. And Wikipedia, actually, I found, did one of the best jobs in summarizing what the Securities Act, the primary kind of police force statute in the United States to covering the sale of things like stocks out to the public actually does. Wikipedia describes it as follows. The primary purpose of the 33 Act, that's the Securities Act to you and I, is to ensure that buyers of securities, people that are going to have stock, receive complete and accurate information before they invest in securities. A company that is required to register under the 33 Act must create a registration statement, which includes a prospectus with copious information about the security, the company, the business, including audited financial statements. The company, the underwriter, and other individuals signing the registration statement are strictly liable for any inaccurate statements in the document. In fact, things that they forget to say that otherwise make the prospectus and things that they did say misleading. It's an enormous exposure risk. This extremely high level of liability exposure drives an enormous effort known as due diligence to ensure that the document is complete and accurate. There are different uses for due diligence. We won't hold Wikipedia entirely to the terms of art here, but it's worthwhile to say that it's a very arduous, very expensive process to file these registration statements. That's why you only see companies that have a certain amount of revenue and a certain amount of popularity actually go public because otherwise you're just spending way too much money on lawyers to get this information out there. So most companies that are raising money are doing it through private offerings because there's a series of exemptions that say you don't have to register. Obviously, Microsoft is not a small business making a private offering of securities in exchange for Bethesda's interests. So when you're talking about needing to register the securities that you're going to sell out into the marketplace, the standard form of that looks like this. 
It's a Form S-1, Registration Statement under the Securities Act of 1933. This is eight pages, but it's actually a lot more information than it might let on. But what's important to take away here is general instruction number one. This form is used for registration under the Securities Act of securities of all registrants for which no other form is authorized or prescribed, where we don't require a different form to be used, except that this form won't be used for things like sales of foreign government securities, et cetera, et cetera, specifics that we don't need to kind of dive into. This is the standard form, but as you can probably tell, since we're talking about Form S-4, there are a bunch of different forms that the SEC prescribes and otherwise requires, which leads us to 17 CFR 230.145. And you don't have to remember all this. None of this will be on the test, but it's important to note that when you've got a merger, a business combination, there are additional pieces of information that are required. A different form needs to be filed. Rule 145, as described here in the note, is designed to make available the protection provided by registration under the Securities Act of 1933, that kind of S1 standard concept, to persons who are offered securities in a business combination as described in this particular rule. Now, what are those business combinations? Well, it's an offer, offer to sell, offer for sale or sale that is submitted to a vote or consent of such security holders that relates to things like reclassifications or perhaps more importantly for our discussion, mergers, a statutory merger or consolidation or similar plan or acquisition in which securities of such corporation or other person held by such security holders will become exchanged for securities of a different person, right? That's a that's a merger, or in that case, it's a share exchange acquisition. But in either respect, it is something that requires a filing on an S-4 document. So as I said, the folks that are bringing this question and spinning it around the internet and getting hundreds and hundreds of tweets to me, thank you very much. I very much appreciate being made aware of these kinds of things, are effectively on the right track, right? As we've talked about in prior videos here, what Microsoft has said this is going to look like to the European Union uh, Commission when they were asked the question is that it's going to be a reverse triangular merger. Microsoft is going to drop down a subsidiary that it owns. That subsidiary is going to merge with and into ZeniMax. That's going to require some share exchanges. It's probably going to require an S4 form to be filed. There are exemptions and rules and all sorts of things that not only is not my speciality in my line of work, but is very specific to the Microsoft Council and the ZeniMax Council. And so we'll see exactly what they go out with in terms of filings, but it's likely they'll have to file an S-4 in respect to this merger. But that's not really the end of the story, right? If we go and we look at the Form S-4 document, we'll see a little bit more additional information. What is the Form S-4 useful for? Well, this form may be used for registration under the Securities Act of securities to be issued in a transaction of the type specified in paragraph A of Rule 145. That's what we just looked at over here. So, yep, you absolutely can use it for mergers that require a vote of the security holders. Okay, good so far. What else is it used for? Well, it is used for a merger in which the applicable state law would not require the solicitation of votes. So that's kind of a belt and suspenders provision. Okay, yes, the actual rule says it's required when there's a vote of the shareholders. We're also going to require it for mergers that don't require that vote of the shareholders, which in specific states can mean if you own a set percentage of the company already, the shareholders don't necessarily need to vote on it. You can just kind of wipe them out, squeeze them out in a merger. And what else does this Form S-4 apply to? An exchange offer for securities of the issuer or another entity. So unlike these other concepts, mergers, reclassifications, acquisitions, share exchanges that you might think of as relating to one party exchanging shares with another party, Microsoft and Bethesda, those kinds of things, S4 can actually also be used 
in an exchange for your own securities, if you are having securities that are going to be different in kind to what that person already holds, which leads us to what was actually discovered today, right? This is the prospectus as amended of the Microsoft Corporation for the S4 filed and effective as of yesterday. What is it for? Well, as they describe it, Upon the terms and subject to the conditions set forth in this prospectus, Microsoft Corporation is offering to exchange 14 series of notes. Those are promissory notes. Those are debt instruments. Those are promises to pay. Those are still securities, still requiring registration with the SEC, but they aren't what we think of as stock in general. Microsoft is offering to exchange 14 series of notes that are currently outstanding for a new series of notes to be due March 17th, 2052. What are they doing? They are trying to offer refinancing for their current investors that hold these notes, due in 43, 45, 47, 41. They're trying to clean up their capitalization table. And in fact, if you go and look at Microsoft's investor relations page, and I think you actually have to go three deep here, so I don't blame any single person on earth for not going through all these securities filings. But if you did, you could go back and you could look and see that in February of 2021, just about a month ago, they went and they had a registration of securities issued in business combination transactions, a form S4 that looked very, very similar. Here's their February 16th filing. And you can see it's got the same March 15th date. It's got similar kind of information about notes in 43, 45, 47, 41 to be exchanged for notes due in 2052. This is a Microsoft Form S4 that is not talking about the Bethesda merger. Now, there are two things to take away from that. One, I do think this is good internet sleuthing. I think it's great that more and more people are interested in the business of these potential transactions of video game industry in general and are looking at things like Edgar to find out this information. Two, the Form S4 regardless of this notice of effectiveness language, is never going to be notice of effectiveness of the merger. It is only ever going to be the effectiveness of the registration of the shares that could be issued in the merger, right? Bethesda's owners are going to have new shares in a new entity that are going to relate to Microsoft if it's not an all cash transaction. And I don't honestly know the specifics of that deal or whether they've been revealed in various corners. If you do know a little bit more, feel free to leave a comment in the this video. But it's important to note that even when the internet sleuths finally see an S4 that actually describes the Bethesda transaction, that doesn't mean that it has happened. It means it was a necessary but not sufficient step to get to the next step of the closing of that transaction. So your eyes are on the right place. You're on the right track. There very likely will be an S4 filed in public before that transaction takes place. But as we just talked about, this actually isn't it. This is a entirely separate note offer, which yes, has numbers that are very similar. 7.5 billion, right? And over here we see, it, I think it's 8.5 billion in the current filing uh, that they're considering uh, exchanging. And you can go and you can look at these on Edgar. That's one of the really great parts about securities law is that it's designed to be public, even though it's virtually impenetrable for almost anybody. It's designed to have all the information out there should you need to go and look at it. And in fact, Other people make these kinds of offers and note exchanges and file form S4s all the time. And they also file those things for mergers, right? So what you're looking for, if you're going to do this, you're going to internet sleuth around this, is something that looks a little bit more like this. And I brought this one up in particular because I was really fond of the names and we can call back to the vault conversation. On June 5th, 2019, Elastic Envy Endgame Inc. 
Avengers Acquisition Corp., a wholly owned subsidiary of Elastic, and shareholder representative services LLC, solely in its capacity as representative agent and attorney, in fact, of the security holders of Endgame, entered into an agreement and plan of reorganization. Pursuant to the terms of and subject to the conditions set forth in the merger agreement, Merger Sub, that's Avengers Acquisition Corp to you and I, will merge with and into Endgame. See, when I was talking to you all about Vault not being the name of ZeniMax or the name of Bethesda, and I was telling you that lawyers like to have fun with these kinds of names from time to time, I generally go with ZeniMax Acquisition Corp or something boring because I'm a boring lawyer, as you all know, if you follow virtual legality. But a lot of people like to make jokes. If you are purchasing a company called Endgame, it should be no surprise that in 2019, the lawyers decided to call it Avengers Acquisition Corp. But Avengers Acquisition Corp, I can guarantee you, is not the operational name of the entity that you just purchased. It's just a name that's going to go away as part of the merger. But this Form S4 is one that describes a merger. It has the prospectus of the merger. It talks about the shares that are going to be issued in the merger. It doesn't talk about note exchanges. It doesn't talk about all the things you see in the Microsoft documents. If you are going to see a Form S4 about the Bethesda merger, it will look like this one and not the one that was recently discovered. But do note that it doesn't mean the closing happened right then. It doesn't mean the closing will happen tomorrow. It does mean that it is probably imminent And I do think that the closing of Bethesda is probably pretty close since it was announced in the fall of last year, provided that we don't have regulatory issues from either the European Union or the U.S. or anybody else. It's probably pretty close to being closed right now. Unfortunately, as much as I like the effort here, this doesn't say that it has happened just yet. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy this conversation about the business and law of video games, pop culture, music, movies, television, etc., please consider supporting the channel. We've got a Patreon, Streamlabs, a store just below. Or if none of that appeals to you, just subscribe, ring the bell, leave a comment to make Google happy, and most importantly, tell your friends that we're having these conversations. Every little bit, every word of mouth helps. And hopefully, you find this kind of content educational, informational, and if I'm doing my job right, entertaining. Thank you so much for checking this out. If you watched it on YouTube, thanks for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.